Prophets, Chapter 12 At that time, King Herod caused terrible suffering for some members of the church. He ordered soldiers to cut off the head of James, the brother of John. When Herod saw that this pleased the Jewish people, he had Peter arrested during the festival of thin bread. He put Peter in jail and ordered four squads of soldiers to guard him. Herod planned to put him on trial in public after the festival. While Peter was being kept in jail, the church never stopped praying to God for him. The night before Peter was to be put on trial, he was asleep and bound by two chains. A soldier was guarding him on each side, and two other soldiers were guarding the entrance to the jail. Suddenly, an angel from the Lord appeared, and light flashed around in the cell. The angel poked Peter in the side and woke him up. Then he said, quick, get up. The chains fell off his hands. And the angel said, get dressed and put on your sandals. Peter did what he was told. Then the angel said, now put on your coat and follow me. Peter left with the angel, but he thought everything was only a dream. They went past the two groups of soldiers, and when they came to the iron gate to the city, it opened by itself. They went out and were going along the street, when all at once... The angel disappeared. Peter now realised what had happened and he said, I am certain that the Lord sent his angel to rescue me from Herod and from everything the Jewish leaders planned to do to me. Then Peter went to the house of Mary, the mother of John whose other name was Mark. Many of the Lord's followers had come together there and were praying. Peter knocked on the gate and a servant named Rhoda came to answer. When she heard Peter's voice, she was too excited to open the gate. She ran back into the house and said that Peter was standing there. You are mad, everyone told her. But she kept saying that it were Peter. Then they said, it must be his angel. But Peter kept on knocking until finally they opened the gate. They saw him and were completely amazed. Peter motioned for them to keep quiet. Then he told how the Lord had led him out of jail. He also said, Tell James and the others what has happened. After that, he left and went somewhere else. The next morning, the soldiers who had been on guard were terribly worried and wondered what had happened to Peter. Herod ordered his own soldiers to search for him, but they could not find him. Then he questioned the guards and had them put to death. After this, Herod left Judea to stay in Caesarea for a while. Herod and the people of Tyre and Sidon were very angry with each other, but their country got its food supply from the region that he ruled, so a group of them went to see Blastus, who was one of Herod's high officials. They convinced Blastus that they wanted to make peace between their cities and Herod, and a day was set for them to meet with him. Herod came dressed in his royal robes, He sat down on his throne and made a speech. The people shouted, You speak more like a god than a man. At once an angel from the Lord struck him down because he took the honour that belonged to God. Later, Herod was eaten by worms and died. God's message kept spreading, and after Barnabas and Saul had done the work they were sent to do, They went back to Jerusalem with John, whose other name was Mark.
Acts, chapter 13. The church at Antioch had several prophets and teachers. They were Barnabas, Simeon, also called Niger, Lucius from Cyrene, Manaen, who was Herod's close friend, and Saul. While they were worshipping the Lord and going without eating, the Holy Spirit told them, Appoint Barnabas and Saul to do the work for which I have chosen them. Everyone prayed and went without eating for a while longer. Next, they placed their hands on Barnabas and Saul to show that they had been appointed to do this work. Then everyone sent them on their way. After Barnabas and Saul had been sent by the Holy Spirit, they went to Seleucia. From there, they sailed to the island of Cyprus. They arrived at Salamis and began to preach God's message in the Jewish meeting places. They also had John as a helper. Barnabas and Saul went all the way to the city of Paphos on the other end of the island, where they met a Jewish man named Bar-Jesus. He practised witchcraft and was a false prophet. He also worked for Sergius Paulus, who was very clever and was the governor of the island. Sergius Paulus wanted to hear God's message, and he sent for Barnabas and Saul. But Bar-Jesus, whose other name was Elymas, was against them. He even tried to keep the governor from having faith in the Lord. Then Saul, better known as Paul, was filled with the Holy Spirit. He looked straight at Elymas and said, You son of the devil! You are a liar, a criminal, and an enemy of everything that is right. When will you stop speaking against the true ways of the Lord? The Lord is going to punish you by making you completely blind for a while. Suddenly, the man's eyes were covered by a dark mist, and he went around trying to get someone to lead him by the hand. When the governor saw what had happened, he was amazed at this teaching about the Lord, so he put his faith in the Lord. Paul and the others left Paphos and sailed to Perga in Pamphylia. But John left them and went back to Jerusalem. The rest of them went on from Perga to Antioch in Pisidia. Then on the Sabbath they went to the Jewish meeting place and sat down. After the reading of the law and the prophets, the leaders sent someone over to Paul and Barnabas. Friends, if you have anything to say that will help the people, please say it. Paul got up. He motioned with his hand and said, People of Israel and everyone else who worships God, listen. The God of Israel chose our ancestors and he let our people prosper while they were living in Egypt. Then with his mighty power he led them out and for about 40 years he took care of them in the desert. He destroyed seven nations in the land of Canaan and gave their land to our people. All this happened in about 450 years. Then God gave our people judges until the time of the prophet Samuel, but the people demanded a king. So for 40 years, God gave them King Saul, the son of Kish from the tribe of Benjamin. Later, God removed Saul and let David rule in his place. God said about him, David, the son of Jesse, is the kind of person who pleases me most. He does everything I want him to do. God promised that someone from David's family would come to save the people of Israel. 
and that one is Jesus. But before Jesus came, John was telling everyone in Israel to turn back to God and be baptized. Then when John's work was almost done, he said, Who do you people think I am? Do you think I am the promised one? He will come later, and I am not good enough to untie his sandals. Now listen, you descendants of Abraham, pay attention, all you Gentiles who are here to worship God. Listen to this message about how to be saved, because it is for everyone. The people of Jerusalem and their leaders didn't realize who Jesus was. And they didn't understand the words of the prophets that they read each Sabbath. So they condemned Jesus, just as the prophets had said. They did exactly what the scriptures said they would. Even though they couldn't find any reason to put Jesus to death, they still asked Pilate to have him killed. After Jesus had been put to death, he was taken down from the cross and placed in a tomb. But God raised him from death. Then for many days Jesus appeared to his followers who had gone with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. Now they are telling our people about him. God made a promise to our ancestors. And we are here to tell you the good news that he has kept this promise to us. It is just as the second psalm says about Jesus. You are my son because today I have become your father. God raised Jesus from death and will never let his body decay. It is just as God said. I will make to you the same holy promise that I made to David. And in another psalm it says, God will never let the body of his holy one decay. When David was alive, he obeyed God. Then after he died, he was buried in the family grave and his body decayed. But God raised Jesus from death and his body did not decay. My friends, the message is that Jesus can forgive your sins. The law of Moses could not set you free from all your sins. But everyone who has faith in Jesus is set free. Make sure that what the prophets have said doesn't happen to you. They said, look, you people who make fun of God, be amazed and disappear. I will do something today that you won't believe, even if someone tells you about it. As Paul and Barnabas were leaving the meeting, the people begged them to say more about these same things on the next Sabbath. After the service, many Jews and a lot of Gentiles who worshipped God went with them. Paul and Barnabas begged them all to remain faithful to God, who had been so kind to them. The next Sabbath, almost everyone in town came to hear the message about the Lord. When the Jewish people saw the crowds, they were very jealous. They insulted Paul and spoke against everything he said. But Paul and Barnabas bravely said, We had to tell God's message to you before we told it to anyone else. But you rejected the message. This proves that you don't deserve eternal life. Now we're going to the Gentiles. The Lord has given us this command. I have placed you here as a light for the Gentiles. You are to take the saving power of God to people everywhere on earth. This message made the Gentiles glad, and they praised what they had heard about the Lord. Everyone who had been chosen for eternal life then put their faith in the Lord. The message about the Lord spread all over that region. 
But the Jewish leaders went to some of the important men in the town and to some respected women who were religious. They turned them against Paul and Barnabas and started making trouble for them. They even chased them out of that part of the country. Paul and Barnabas shook the dust from that place off their feet and went on to the city of Iconium. But the Lord's followers in Antioch were very happy and were filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 14 Paul and Barnabas spoke in the Jewish meeting place in Iconium, just as they had done at Antioch, and many Jews and Gentiles put their faith in the Lord. But the Jews who did not have faith in him made the other Gentiles angry and turned them against the Lord's followers. Paul and Barnabas stayed there for a while, having faith in the Lord and bravely speaking his message. The Lord gave them the power to perform miracles and wonders, and he showed that their message about his great kindness was true. The people of Iconium did not know what to think. Some of them believed the Jewish group, and others believed the apostles. Finally, some Gentiles and Jews, together with their leaders, decided to make trouble for Paul and Barnabas and to stone them to death. But when the two apostles found out what was happening, they escaped to the region of Lyconia. They preached the good news there in the towns of Lystra and Derbe and in the nearby countryside. In Lystra, there was a man who had been born with crippled feet and had never been able to walk. The man was listening to Paul speak when Paul saw that he had faith in Jesus and could be healed. So he looked straight at the man and shouted, Stand up! The man jumped up and started walking around. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they yelled out in the language of Lyconia, The gods have turned into humans and have come down to us. The people then gave Barnabas the name Zeus, and they gave Paul the name Hermes, because he did the talking. The temple of Zeus was near the entrance to the city. Its priest and the crowds wanted to offer a sacrifice to Barnabas and Paul. So the priest brought some bulls and flowers to the city gates. When the two apostles found out about this, they tore their clothes in horror and ran to the crowd, shouting, Why are you doing this? We are humans just like you. Please give up all this foolishness. Turn to the living God who made the sky, the earth, the sea and everything in them. In times past, God let each nation go its own way. But he showed that he was there by the good things he did. God sends rain from heaven and makes your crops grow. He gives food to you and makes your hearts glad. Even after Paul and Barnabas had said all this, they could hardly keep the people from offering a sacrifice to them. Some Jewish leaders from Antioch and Iconium came and turned the crowds against Paul. They hit him with stones and dragged him out of the city, thinking he was dead. But when the Lord's followers gathered around Paul, he stood up and went back into the city. The next day, he and Barnabas went to Darbe. Paul and Barnabas preached the good news in Darbe and won some people to the Lord. Then they went back to Lystra, Iconium and Antioch in Pisidia. They encouraged the followers and begged them to remain faithful. They told them, we have to suffer a lot before we can get into God's kingdom. Paul and Barnabas chose some leaders for each of the churches. Then they went without eating and prayed that the Lord would take good care of these leaders.
Paul and Barnabas went on through Pisidia to Pamphylia, where they preached in the town of Perga. Then they went down to Italia and sailed to Antioch in Syria. It was there that they had been placed in God's care for the work they had now completed. After arriving in Antioch, they called the church together. They told the people what God had helped them to do and how he had made it possible for the Gentiles to believe. Then they stayed there with the followers for a long time. Acts chapter 15 Some people came from Judea and started teaching the Lord's followers that they could not be saved unless they were circumcised as Moses had taught. This caused trouble, and Paul and Barnabas argued with them about this teaching. So it was decided to send Paul and Barnabas and a few others to Jerusalem to discuss this problem with the apostles and the church leaders. The men who were sent by the church went through Phoenicia and Samaria, telling how the Gentiles had turned to God. This news made the Lord's followers very happy. When the men arrived in Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church, including the apostles and the leaders. They told them everything God had helped them do. But some Pharisees had become followers of the Lord. They stood up and said, Gentiles who have faith in the Lord must be circumcised and told to obey the law of Moses. The apostles and church leaders met to discuss this problem about Gentiles. They had talked it over for a long time, when Peter got up and said, My friends, you know that God decided long ago to let me be the one from your group to preach the good news to the Gentiles. God did this so that they would hear and obey him. He knows what is in everyone's heart. And he showed that he had chosen the Gentiles when he gave them the Holy Spirit, just as he had given his spirit to us. God treated them in the same way that he treated us. They put their faith in him and he made their hearts pure. Now why are you trying to make God angry by placing a heavy burden on these followers? This burden was too heavy for us or our ancestors. But our Lord Jesus was kind to us, and we are saved by faith in him, just as the Gentiles are. Everyone kept quiet and listened as Barnabas and Paul told how God had given them the power to perform a lot of miracles and wonders for the Gentiles. After they had finished speaking, James said, My friends, listen to me. Simon Peter has told how God first came to the Gentiles and made some of them his own people. This agrees with what the prophets wrote. I, the Lord, will return and rebuild David's fallen house. I will build it from its ruins and set it up again. Then other nations will turn to me and be my chosen ones. I, the Lord, say this. I promised it long ago. And so, my friends... I don't think we should place burdens on the Gentiles who are turning to God. We should simply write and tell them not to eat anything that has been offered to idols. They should be told not to eat the meat of any animal that has been strangled or that still has blood in it. They must also not commit any terrible sexual sins. We must remember that the law of Moses has been preached in city after city for many years and every Sabbath it is read when we Jews meet. The apostles, the leaders, and all the church members decided to send some men to Antioch along with Paul and Barnabas. They chose Silas and Judas Barsabbas, who were two leaders of the Lord's followers. They wrote a letter that said, 
We apostles and leaders send friendly greetings to all you Gentiles who are followers of the Lord in Antioch, Syria and Cilicia. We have heard that some people from here have terribly upset you by what they said, but we did not send them. So we met together and decided to choose some men and to send them to you, along with our good friends Barnabas and Paul. These men have risked their lives for our Lord Jesus Christ. We are also sending Judas and Silas, who will tell you in person the same things that we are writing. The Holy Spirit has shown us that we should not place any extra burden on you, but you should not eat anything offered to idols. You should not eat any meat that still has blood in it, or any meat of any animal that has been strangled. You must also not commit any terrible sexual sins. If you follow these instructions, you will do well. We send our best wishes. The four men left Jerusalem and went to Antioch. Then they called the church members together and gave them the letter. When the letter was read, everyone was pleased and greatly encouraged. Judas and Silas were prophets, and they spoke a long time, encouraging and helping the Lord's followers. The men from Jerusalem stayed on in Antioch for a while, and when they left to return to the ones who had sent them, the followers wished them well. But Paul and Barnabas stayed on in Antioch, where they and many others taught and preached about the Lord. Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, Let's go back and visit the Lord's followers in the cities where we preached his message. Then we will know how they are doing. Barnabas wanted to take along John, whose other name was Mark. But Paul did not want to, because Mark had left them in Pamphylia and had stopped working with them. Paul and Barnabas argued. Then each of them went his own way. Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus. But Paul took Silas and left after the followers had placed them in God's care. They travelled through Syria and Cilicia, encouraging the churches. Acts chapter 16 Paul and Silas went back to Darbe and Lystra, where there was a follower named Timothy. His mother was also a follower. She was Jewish, and his father was Greek. The Lord's followers in Lystra and Iconium said good things about Timothy, and Paul wanted him to go with them. But Paul first had him circumcised, because all the Jewish people around there knew that Timothy's father was Greek. As Paul and the others went from city to city, they told the followers what the apostles and leaders in Jerusalem had decided, and they urged them to follow these instructions. The churches became stronger in their faith, and each day more people put their faith in the Lord. Paul and his friends went through Phrygia and Galatia, but the Holy Spirit would not let them preach in Asia. After they arrived in Mycenae, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not let them. So they went on through Mycenae until they came to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of someone from Macedonia who is standing there and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we began looking for a way to go to Macedonia. We were sure that God had called us to preach the good news there. We sailed straight from Troas to Samothrace, and the next day we arrived in Neapolis, 
From there, we went to Philippi, which is a Roman colony in the first district of Macedonia. We spent several days in Philippi. Then, on the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to a place by the river, where we thought there would be a Jewish meeting place for prayer. We sat down and talked with the women who came. One of them was Lydia, who was from the city of Thyatira and sold expensive purple cloth. She was a worshipper of the Lord God, and he made her willing to accept what Paul was saying. Then after she and her family were baptised, she kept on begging us. If you think I really do have faith in the Lord, come and stay in my home. Finally, we accepted her invitation. One day, on our way to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl. She had a spirit in her that gave her the power to tell the future. By doing this, she made a lot of money for her owners. The girl followed Paul and the rest of us and kept yelling, These men are servants of the Most High God. They're telling you how to be saved. This went on for several days. Finally, Paul got so upset that he turned and said to the spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I order you to leave this girl alone. At once the evil spirit left her. When the girl's owners realised that they had lost all chances for making more money... They grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged them into court. They told the officials, These Jews are upsetting our city. They're telling us to do things we Romans are not allowed to do. The crowd joined in the attack on Paul and Silas. Then the officials tore the clothes off the two men and ordered them to be beaten with a whip. After they had been badly beaten, they were put in jail and the jailer was told to guard them carefully. The jailer did as he was told. He put them deep inside the jail and chained their feet to heavy blocks of wood. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing praises to God while the other prisoners listened. Suddenly, a strong earthquake shook the jail to its foundations. The doors opened and the chains fell from all the prisoners. When the jailer woke up and saw that the doors were open, he thought that the prisoners had escaped. He pulled out his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul shouted, Don't harm yourself! No one has escaped. The jailer asked for a torch and went into the jail. He was shaking all over as he knelt down in front of Paul and Silas. After he had led them out of the jail, he asked, What must I do to be saved? They replied, Have faith in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. This is also true for everyone who lives in your home. Then Paul and Silas told him and everyone else in his house about the Lord. While it was still night, the jailer took them to a place where he could wash their cuts and bruises. Then he and everyone in his home were baptised. They were very glad that they had put their faith in God. After this, the jailer took Paul and Silas to his home and gave them something to eat. The next morning, the officials sent some police with orders for the jailer to let Paul and Silas go. The jailer told Paul, The officials have ordered me to set you free. Now you can leave in peace. But Paul told the police, We are Roman citizens and the Roman officials had us beaten in public without giving us a trial. They threw us into jail. Now do they think they can secretly send us away? No, 
They cannot. They will have to come here themselves and let us out. When the police told the officials that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens, the officials were afraid. So they came and apologised. They led them out of the jail and asked them to leave town. But Paul and Silas went straight to the home of Lydia, where they saw the Lord's followers and encouraged them. Then they left.